Good morning, or good afternoon, or good evening, whenever you are listening. This is One Sister's Journey, Keeping It Real, the podcast where you know you'll figure out how to apply the Bible to today's life in a very real way. The Bible is as helpful today as it was yesterday, and I'm your hostess, Lisa, and you can count on one thing as you will leave the show learning something new and realizing you are not the only imperfect human being in the world. I am right there with you, if not leading the way. One Sister's Journey, Keeping It Real is a podcast to encourage and uplift you through the reality of life. Stay tuned, don't go away, and let's start the show. Hello, everybody. Happy July 20th, 2020. It is a beautiful day in central New York. There's such a great breeze and the fresh air. Oh my gosh. And nobody's mowed their lawn, so I'm not sneezing yet. So this is all good. (laughs) Oh, this week we're going to be talking about change. And my buddy Patrick over at We Live on a Planet great podcast of this and that and fun facts if you're looking for a new podcast to try out go check out Patrick over at We Live on a Planet but one of the things Patrick is you know that I remember him saying and it's just stuck with me is that the only constant in life is change (laughs) is that not the truth or what so this week we're going to take a look at change and For today, we're going to start in the book of Matthew. So we're going to go to the New Testament today. So you're going to the back of your Bible. And we're going to look at change because so many people fear change. Change causes anxiety. Change is scary. Change is the new normal right now with COVID-19 going on. You know what I mean? So much change, so much flexibility is required. So we're going to take a look at it and a few different um, verses. We're going to start in the New Testament and then we'll wrap up the week in the Old Testament. So grab your Bibles and open up to Matthew chapter 18. If you're not at a spot where you can do that, don't worry, I'm going to read it to you. But I think there's something powerful about being able to see the word as you hear the word. So grab your Bibles and we'll be right back. Matthew 18, verses 1 through 4 from the NIV. And in the New New International Version, it's titled, The Greatest in the Kingdom of Heaven. At that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who, then, is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? He called a little child to him and placed the child among them. And he said, Truly I tell you, unless you change and become like the little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Now, Matthew 18, verses 1 through 4, from the voice. Around the same time, Oh, sorry. Lost my thought. All right. 
Around the same time, the disciples came to Jesus and questioned him about the kingdom of heaven. A disciple said, In the kingdom of heaven, who is the greatest? The disciples struggle with the concept of the kingdom of heaven. Can you relate with that? They do not yet understand that who is most important or most powerful is a contradiction in terms. This is the fourth of the five great sermons in Matthew. Jesus called over a little child and he put his hand on top of the child's head. And Jesus said, this is the truth. Unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. In that kingdom, the most humble, who are most like this child, are the greatest. Matthew 18, verses 1-4 through 4 from the New Living Translation. And they have a title, The Greatest in the Kingdom. About that time, the disciples came to Jesus and asked, Who is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? Jesus called a little child to him and put the child among them. Then he said, I tell you the truth. Unless you turn from your sins and become like the little children, you will never get into the kingdom of heaven. So anyone who becomes as humble as this little child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Matthew 18 verses 1 through 4. So, a powerful reminder, right? Change. And, you know, at first I was like, ah, does this work? Does it not work? But I think it does because the whole message that Jesus is saying, this is the truth, unless you change and become like little children. You will never enter the kingdom of heaven. In that kingdom, the most humble are who are who are most like this child are the greatest. So I want you to try to remember when you were a child. For some of you, that'll be quicker. Some of you, you might have to dig deeper. Um, and I've had a little more time to prepare. So, you know, think back to being a child. You know, one of my father's favorite stories to tell is, you know, we had a creek. Well, there still is a creek behind my parents' house. But um, when I was little, they had a like a little pavilion set up down there and a trailer and fire pit. And we spent our summers basically in the back 40, as we called it, and along the creek from as soon as I you know, could crawl and toddle and, you know, that's where we spent summers, which is probably why I still like being outside and sitting around a campfire because it takes me back. But one of the things, you know, that stands out to me is that lack of fear. You know, I said there was that creek, right? They could not keep me out of the creek as soon as I could walk. You know, my father said the greatest worry was I had no fear. And I would just run with my little legs and just jump in the creek. He said for as long, he goes, and it never changed. It didn't matter. He said, you had no fear. 
And isn't that what, you know, being a child is all about? There's no fear. There isn't a fear factor. You think you're invincible. And, you know, as an adult, I look at that creek and I'm like, oh my gosh, why would I run in there? I could have sank in the mud. There's snapping turtles. There's electric eels. I mean, oh my gosh. But as a child, you don't care. You just, you know, I saw a great place to swim. And in I went. No fear, right? You know, think of um, a child when they want something. They're bold, right? And we teach them. And sometimes I think we almost smother that boldness within them. You know, because they just, they know what they want, right? And it's a boldness. It's a fearless boldness that they have because they don't know right from wrong. They don't know rude versus polite. They just know that's what they want and they let you know. A baby, you know, they're hungry, they're wet, they got to poop. They cry because they can't yet express themselves. But, you know, they don't wait around, you know, in a dirty diaper. They cry and let you know, I need help. And God's telling us in these verses, we need to be like children. Be fearless. Be bold. Let people know you have a need. And I think, you know, there is a huge difference between... um Asking in humility and asking out of entitlement. But that could be a whole nother podcast series, couldn't it? <laughs> humility versus entitlement. But um, if a child sees something they like, they say, oh, I like that. Whether that's the norm or not, they're not afraid to go against crowd right they just know what they like they like what they like they don't like what they don't like and that's all that matters and now you fast forward to like college okay colleges are full of liberals and for my college kids listening this is not a slam to you in any way shape or form because you know what we need that liberal way of thinking because At some point, we go from being that toddler and that child with that fearless boldness and willing to ask for what you want. And then the adults in the child's life, you know, teach manners and values. And sometimes we stifle that boldness. We stifle the fearlessness. And it's not done on purpose. As adults, we do it to care and nurture and protect our kids, right? Because there is a huge healthy difference between um, nurturing and stifling. And there is no book on parenting that you will ever read that's going to prepare you for that. None. None. And if you're listening and you're a new parent, you're going to screw up. All right, just accept it. You're going to make mistakes. You're going to have parental regrets. That's part of being a parent. And you learn from it, you change, and you grow. 
and I didn't have a second child, so I have no wisdom for you when the second child comes or for your second and third children. But all I can tell you is from my friends that have more than one child, they still make mistakes. It's not something you perfect, right? But you change and you roll with it because each one of your children is different. They are unique. Psalm 139 tells us that we are unique. You know, we're each made by God to be who we're supposed to be. And we are uniquely made. We are. And that's just awesome, right? So each time you, you know, a new child is born, there's change. Because even though it might be you and your husband have three kids, they're not cookie cutters. God changes that mix up, right? He changes the genetic pool just a little so they're different. How awesome is that? Change. It's a powerful thing. And if we want to experience and be welcomed into heaven with such love, we need to be willing to change while we're here on earth and be like that child be fearless, be bold. When you have a need, ask. But don't ask out of entitlement. Ask out of humility or in humility. But change. How cool is that? You know, and even the disciples, you know, they spent that time with Jesus. And the, even the disciple had courage and boldness to ask in the kingdom of heaven, who is the greatest? I mean, what would be your first response? Who would be the greatest in the kingdom of heaven? God, right? But that's not what Jesus says. The greatest in the heaven are those who humble themselves like a child. Are you fearless? Are you bold? Are you humble? Do you accept and embrace change when it comes your way? I will say for the most part, um, one of my pastors said I'm one of those people that live with my life with my toes just hanging off the edge, right? I'm okay with change for the most part. And I accept that change is a part of life, right? As Patrick says, it's the only constant. But I have found that when there is change, that's when I have the most growth. That's when I grow the most as a person, is when I'm in the midst of change. I mean, some change does increase my anxiety, does cause stress, does make me a little snappy or moody. And I deal with that. And, you know, and part of that is being aware that, all right, I'm being a little snappy. And it has nothing to do with who I'm with or what I'm doing. It has to do with the the fear and the anxiousness within me. Nobody deserves that. I need to change the way I'm responding to the change so that it's positive. And that other people aren't hurt in the process. 
change. Don't be afraid of change. Embrace it. And be like a child. You know? Jesus said, truly I tell you, unless you change and become like little children, you will never enter the kingdom of heaven. Therefore, whoever takes the lowly position of this child is the greatest in the kingdom of heaven. Change. When in doubt and you're unsure of what to do and you've asked God and you've prayed and you've spent time in quiet, remember this verse. Unless you change and become like little children. Think like a child. Maybe you're overthinking things because our adult brains overthink things. Okay? That's just what we do. That's the way we're wired. That's what we're supposed to do or we would be making silly teenage mistakes, right? We're not where we are in life because we didn't think and reflect and make decisions. But as you're facing those changes that may have you perplexed or anxious or fearful think like a child be bold be fearless be humble ask questions seek help accept and embrace the change for what it is and as you work through that be aware of how you're responding to the change and if that change and the anxiety part is getting to you talk to somebody recognize it acknowledge it own it and then change how you respond you can do this you know and if you're not sure where to start you know Go to the back of your Bible, look in your concordance, look in the dictionary, and look up change. Look up overcomer. Look up perseverance. Look up strength. Look up courage. Look up child of God. You've got this. Change is not your enemy. Change is the first step on the ladder to becoming a better version of yourself. Have a great day, everybody, and I'll see you Wednesday. You've been listening to One Sister's Journey, Keeping It Real, with your hostess, Lisa. If you've liked what you've heard, feel free to share it with your friends and family. Leave a positive review. And remember, you are special, and here on One Sister's Journey, keeping it real, that's what we do, keep it real. Thanks for listening, and until next time.